Hey, it's Matthew from That's Matthew, and you're watching Disney Channel. I've always wanted to do that. On one, two, three. Okay, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to That's So Matthew. And in today's episode, I am so excited to have my friend Sarah here again to Hi. discuss the not-so-amazing sequel of the Teen Beach um, iconic movie of the 2013 um, Dis Disney Channel original movie, DCOM. You know how it is here. We usually we love the first movie, but I do think this movie was a little... It missed the boat. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you agree, Sarah. I do agree. It just feels very off-brand, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the first one. It feels like the characters are different. Like, it's not the same characters. I don't know. I mean, yes, it does take place, like, um, 50 years in the future from, I guess, the first movie that it occurred to me, I guess. That might be a little bit of a different narrative. But to me, it just feels very off-brand. It feels very different. It just doesn't... It. I liked the first movie because it was corny, and this movie was, like, not corny at all. This movie was, like, there were still corny parts, but then it seemed weird because the rest of the movie wasn't corny. Yeah, I definitely agree because, like, some of the songs were super corny, but the dialogue and the plot was just really not as good as the first. Not as well written, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, the plot was, like, emotional. Like, like there was, like, a lot of emotional stuff happening, and I feel like it didn't mesh well with the first movie. <laughs> Oh, no, it definitely did not, because it's just, I do agree, it's just, I really, really want it to like this movie when I rewatched it. I used to love it. When I was, when it first came out, I thought this was a, an amazing movie. I don't know what was wrong with me, Sarah. I remember not liking it as much as the first one. I remember, like, I thought it was okay, but I didn't like it that, like, that much. I don't know. I used to love it so much. Um, I don't like it as much anymore, as you can probably tell, because I'm already, like, trash-talking it, and we're, like, two minutes in. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I do think um, we have a lot to dig into when we get into some of that stuff. So I think before we get into that, Sarah, if you have, like, a fun fact you would like to share. Oh, okay. I've been doing those, like, Chloe Ting workouts over quarantine. That's my fun fact. Wow. I have I not been working out as probably as much as I should, um, but that's, okay. that's quarantine, I guess. We're still in quarantine. Me and Sarah recorded our first episode at, like, the beginning of quarantine, and now we're here, like, three months later. Three months later, yeah. You know, it's starting to get less quarantine-y. <laughs> but it's but still, coronavirus is still a thing, guys. Still continue still to stay safe. Stay safe. Do not start hanging out in crowds please oh yeah just like i don't know this is like this has definitely been a great thing to get me through quarantine just like recording podcasts 24 7 because that sounds like a fun plan mm -hmm. well i guess um we'll get started with teen beach 2 so like i said we have a lot to talk about because i have a lot of opinions that i think need to be said okay yeah so um, I'm going to start with, like, a little bit of an overview about the movie. So, Teen Beach 2 is a Disney Channel original movie that premiered on June 26th, 2015 on Disney Channel. And now, before 
I asked Sarah if she wants to add anything to that first sentence. Um, I just want to let you guys know if you're listening to this on the day it comes out is actually exactly five years since the movie came out. Um, so that's really cool. That's actually kind of crazy. Makes me feel a little old. Yeah, five I know. years ago already. I was that's... like, I was kind of shocked because I remember when I first watched this movie, I remember like the first day I saw it. Um, and so I was like, wow, <laughs> I was really little. <laughs> I know me too. I, I was like, so, so hyped for this movie. And then Same. like, I was, I loved it so much when it first came out, but like, I think how old was I? I would it be like nine or 10, nine or 10 year old Matthew needed to get some, need to get some help. I was like 11. So yeah. Wow. The good old days sarah but now we're gonna look back at it and be like this was not a good movie why did we like it i know it, it i do i i did like i said i wasn't a big fan of it when i first saw it anyways because i didn't really like the way it ended but we'll get to that later yes all right so um this movie just similar to the first movie stars ross lynch and Mai mitchell along with garrett clayton and grace phipps and many more. This is like we said, they both in both movies, they have a really large ensemble cast, which I'll also get into because I think I, I mean, kind of spoiler alert. But like the thing that really irritated me about this movie is the like besides Tanner and Layla, there was literally no other of them for like three fourths of this movie. That's yeah. They just we'll forgot about, about them. I feel like we'll talk about that when we get to characters, though, because I also have some stuff to say about that. I do. It's it was disappointing, Disney. I do have to say. Um, this movie, just like the first one, was directed by Jeffrey Hornaday, and Teen Beach Two was also filmed in Puerto Rico, which I believe makes it the fifth, um, Disney Channel original movie that was filmed in Puerto Rico, and aired to seven point five million viewers during its premiere. That's a lot of people. Is that more than the first one? No, that's less. Like by like uh, a million. Oh my god, depressing. They, Disney like lost all the fans. I know that's because it came out two years after the first one. I mean, I feel like most D Disney Channel sequels, except for High School Musical, they really hopped on that trend. They were, I think, they released one in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and two thousand eight, which is actually really crazy. And then all these other ones, they wait two years now, so they can like milk the franchise for longer, if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, I think if they really wanted to make the success, they could have probably hurried it up a little bit. Yeah, well, 7.5 million is still a lot of people, so. That is still, that's like th seven times what the Disney Channel original movies get now. I think they only get like a million, like Zombies 2, not a great movie, guys. Like, I've already said this, Disney Channel is declining. I say this in every single episode. But I think you can definitely tell by, like, this 7.5 million viewers, and then they, they're they lucky to get, like, 1.5. I'm going to be honest. No. Like, I feel like the, it's sad. I feel like the first Teen Beach movie is the last good Disney Channel original movie. Because a lot of the ones now aren't very good. Just um, my opinion, though. Cause, like, I do I think there's some ones that are good, but, like, others that really are not good. You see, though, like I said, I don't really watch them that much, but I've seen, like, Descendants, and those aren't really my favorite. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. They're definitely not, like, a High School Musical or a Teen Beach to one. me. Teen Beach 1, yeah. Teen Beach 1, yeah, we need yeah, to clarify. Yeah, Teen Beach 2. Teen Beach 2 is not very good. 
You can definitely it tell that the quality went down. needs some work, definitely. All right, well. Yeah, and I'm actually really sad about that because I was, like I said, I was so excited for this. And I think the only reason I liked it is because I was so excited for it. Like, I didn't have anything else to, like, oh, say yeah, about it, if that makes sense, besides, like, actually pretend it was good. Yeah, because sometimes if you get, because... like, really hyped for something, then, like... Or if you're a really big fan of someone, then whatever they do, you're going to like, even if it's dumb. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I just think that we just, we really just got to dig in and just, like, let all the fans know what we're thinking. Let it all out. Yes. Okay, so our first character that we're going to talk about is Ross Lynch, who plays Brady, and... In this movie, in the first movie, Brady wasn't bad, but I don't like Brady that much in this one. Brady's kind of, like, really annoying in this because he he's just weird. Like, his girlfriend wants to do other stuff than hang out with him all the time, and for some reason he's got, like, a issue with that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I feel like they made him very dumb in this movie. Yeah, like, he... He's, like, he doesn't really try in school. He doesn't really understand the way that Mac feels at all, like, how other people feel. He, he seems, I just, I just don't know. Like, for some reason, he's, like, hiding the surfing from Mac, and I don't understand why he thinks she would be super mad about that. I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, and also, Sarah, no, whatever you're talking like right now, that sounds really good, so just talk like that the whole time. Okay. It's, like, nice and clear, so that's good. I just, that's, I'm probably gonna edit that out just because I'm weird. Okay, um, but yeah, like I said, Brady in this movie, so as we all know, like, I, I feel like every single sequel is, like, about their senior year or whatever, and this, of course, is no different, and of course... To me, the way that they portray Mac as, like, she wants to go to college, he, like, doesn't want to go to college, I guess, if that makes sense. He and Mac is, like, really trying to push it on him, and I just didn't like all the tension between Mac and Brady in this movie, if you know what I mean. Like, they just felt different than they were in the first movie. Yeah, I just didn't really feel their connection, I guess. It just seemed like they were constantly fighting with each other. And they were only friendly with each other, like, two times during this whole movie. I know, and that really irritated me because in the first movie, I shipped them so much. But in this movie, it felt like Mac was, like, in charge of Brady. And, like, Brady was just, like, doing his chore was to, like, be a girlfriend and boyfriend with Mac, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was... Like, he wasn't invested in the relationship. Like, in the first one, they had different personalities, but they, like, complemented each other. In this one, their different personalities just make them fight all the time. Like, the way that their personalities are portrayed isn't that they mesh well anymore. It's more like they're clashing with with each other, and it's keeping them from getting along. Which I didn't like, because in the first one, it was no problem that they were different. Because it was written so They just, like, clicked. Yeah, it was written so that, you know, where one person may be is less proficient than the other person kind of makes up for that and so they kind of helped each other out but in this one they're just 
fighting all the time. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I really liked, like I said, I really liked their chemistry in the first one. And for this one, like right off the bat, you can tell that there's a lot of tension between the two of them. I mean, in the beginning, they're super romantic in that beach scene, I guess, if that makes sense. When they're like on the, the date when they're watching Teen Beach or like Wet Side Story, I should say. Yeah. I liked that like romantic part of that. And I really kind of wish they went into that a little bit more, but then at the end of the movie like spoiler alert they don't remember each other which i totally missed i like blinked and all of a sudden i was like wait there's an alternate ending which i will totally get into because i have a little bit of a problem with that but i was just really kind of irritated because brady like was so dumb like so many different lines really one of them is in my notes that we'll talk about i believe it's Alyssa, who's played by piper curta also we'll get into that um, she says, you don't even seem to have a bag at all or something along that lines when he goes to school and it just made him sound so dumb. Yeah, I know. I, I talk about that too, a little bit in my notes. I was just like, like, you know, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't like the way that they portrayed him because in the first one, he 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 what definitely was not this dumb he was not this dumb he was like more relaxed than mac but you wouldn't think like oh he's someone who doesn't try in school and someone who like does he like does not understand how mac feels at all in this one for some reason and i don't know why oh no i definitely agree just uh, the writers i don't know if it was different writers like i don't have that actually written down in my notes but like they definitely should have stuck with the OG writers, I think. They just, I feel like they went totally different, like a totally different direction with some of these characters I, it, than in the first it one. Just, it just feels like they're different characters, and I think the reason why they did that is that they could do this plot, this, like, um, plot point of, you know, I don't know. I just feel like they should have focused more on the characters instead of just what plot points they wanted because it doesn't make sense for the characters. Oh, no, I definitely agree. And I think now that we'll go into Mac, and Mac is actually to the point where she irritated me in this movie, which I really like Mac in the first movie. I love Maya Mitchell. She's an amazing actress, so talented. But, like, in this movie, Mac just seems so bossy, and, like, not just, like, regular bossy, like, just obnoxiously bossy. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I actually liked Mac a lot better than Brady, though, because... I do, I still like her a lot more, but she just was, like, obnoxiously bossy. I just felt like she was, like, always, like, yelling at Brady, like, it was his mom. Well, yeah, and I think part of that, too, though, is just because Brady was, like, he, like, did not have it together, like it was no he really did not and that's i think that kind of plays into that dumbness a little bit like the dumb factor that they portrayed him as it's like to the point where mac is basically having to act as brady's parent and brady's mom shows up for a little bit but it seems like, like a she hot second she like does not tell him what to do mac is like basically parenting brady at this point I I know it's just like the whole even like the college fair like she's like oh are you gonna come to the college fair and of course because Brady's like all of a sudden dumb he forgets about it which 
I totally. And she texts him. She texts him like what twelve times, and he still doesn't come. It's ridiculous. Like I don't. I just don't like how they portrayed the characters in this. I mean, I did like um, Layla and Tanner. Layla and so Tanner. So that's a plus. Layla and Tanner were basically the same as they were in the first movie, and I thought that they were really well done, and they were really cute together because they were like, okay, they were what I wanted Mac and Brady to be. Where it's oh, like definitely. They have they have different personalities, but they're able to work together, you know? Oh, yes, definitely. Because I just felt like this whole thing, like, there's just too much tension. Yeah. Like, between everyone. Like, I mean, of course, you have to have, like, conflict as a plot point, but... Yeah, it, it would have been nicer if it was maybe um, something else causing the conflict rather than the characters fighting with each other. Mm-hmm, I agree. But, well, I overall, I just, the two main characters, I felt really disappointed in me, like, in terms of the way they wrote them, and Mac, um, another thing that leads into Mac is she didn't really, the thing that really irritated me, which we'll definitely get into this in the plot, is the best friends, um, like I said, we'll talk about them individually, but the best friends just kind of come out of nowhere, like, they were yeah. very forced, and the thing is, if you're best friends and you, like, meet the girl of your dreams and you don't, like, or, like, the man of your dreams or find, like, the perfect, like, match for you and you don't tell your best friends, are you even best friends? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That was, like I was really disappointed. they friends over the entire summer. It's weird. I know. Like, it was just very odd. And, I mean, the only one that got an explanation was Alyssa because she was, like, at some science camp or whatever, but... I don't know. I just felt that like they they just forced everything in this movie. Everything just fell off. Mhm. Um so next we have Grace Phipps who plays Layla, right? I always say it wrong, Layla. Yeah, right? Layla. Okay. So Layla, I actually really enjoyed her in this movie. She is so, like, spoiler alert, it actually feeds, the ending scene of the first one actually feeds into, like, the middle of this movie, which was really weird. I hate when shows, like, do a scene that leads into the next episode, but that scene doesn't happen to, like, the middle of the episode, because that's what happened, basically, here. And that was that um, Layla and Tanner were now in Mac and Brady's world instead of Mac and Brady being in Wet Side Story world, if that, I think I said that right. Um, but the thing that kind of irritated me is just that when they came, like, the Mac and Brady, just this increased the tension. There was already tension to begin with between the characters, and then, like, Mac, or, um, Layla and Tanner come, and then that's just, like, totally, like, that ruined the whole thing for me, was the tension. I, I did not like their reaction to Layla and Tanner coming, because if I were them, you know, I'd be concerned, but they seemed just, like, kind of not very happy to see them. Like, if I had just reunited with someone that I never thought I'd see again, I feel like I'd be a lot more excited. And yeah. they were excited at the beginning, but after that, they were just, like like, not really wanting Layla and Tanner there at all. And I understand that, obviously, because they have to get them back to their world. But they were just, like, you know, while they're there, you might as well enjoy it, you know? Like, they were just kind of really... I just didn't like how they didn't want them there. 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I just felt like they were, like, super rushed. Like, this yeah. whole plot felt so rushed. Like, I wish we had more moments with McKen- uh, with uh, Mackenzie and Brady and Layla and Tanner all just kind of being friends again, but instead it's, like, Mac and Brady, like, being like, oh, how do we get these people back? How do we trick them? But, like, these are people that they hadn't seen for a really long time. I feel like there would have been a lot more, like, sweet moments together because, you know, what what it's like to reunite with a friend. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just, like, Layla, like, the entire time, she's, like, so bubbly, and then Mac is, like, she seems so stressed, and, I mean, senior year is probably really stressful, um, I'm assuming, like, schoolwork, and Mac seems like a very studious student, so I feel like they just, Layla was, like, always there for Mac, but, like, Mac wasn't there for her. Yeah, and, and Mac, like, definitely supports her, but she... I don't know. It just seems... She has other, like, things that are more important to her, I think. It seems like, like, Mac lost her joy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She just is, like, very always... She's, just, like, mad at everyone, if that makes sense. She always just has, like, an angry tone. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Ah! Uh... <laughs> it's just... I don't the know. And then... relationships in this were so messed up. They were just, like not they were non-existent (laughs) um and then we have garrett clayton who plays tanner um garrett or tanner is uh, i really enjoy tanner like all the time me and sarah like talked about him forever in the first episode because to me he was like the only funny part of this movie like there was no comedy yeah tanner tanner really was the only funny person or like he was basically used as comedic relief in this movie yeah there was no comedic relief at all like they tried to make so many jokes but they were just so poorly done that it like didn't wasn't a joke i don't know does that like make sense yeah i liked i liked tanner in this i did think he was funny um i i love the his like he's like i don't know He's kind of dumb, but he's, like, dumb in the sense where it's, like, sweet and, like, naive, I guess. Oh, yes. I agree. I definitely. That's, like, that's, like, Tanner's whole personality trait. Yeah. It's, like, being dumb, but, like, in a good way. And Tanner is really the only thing that was lightening up this movie, like, at all. Um... It went very, I feel very serious. This movie, like, the first movie is very corny. This They went for a whole different, like, narrative here. Like, very, like, they went very, like, I don't know, just, like, not serious. They went for, like, a serious, like, more laid back. Because the first movie, like, we all know is, like, super energetic. I feel like they really laid the energy back here. I loved the first one because it's fun to watch. Um, oh, yes. Just for, like, it's just, like, entertaining to watch. Like, you don't have to think about it that much. It's just, like, um, it's just very uplifting. Um, but in this one, it's, like, weirdly, like, emotionally heavy sometimes. And it, I just... It's it's just a whole different feeling that you get from watching it. Like, you couldn't really watch this and be like, 
oh, I feel, like, really, really pumped up. Yeah, I agree. It's just, when I watched this, so fun fact, I actually watched this in three different sittings, which is actually really crazy because it's only like an hour and a half long. But I just couldn't bring myself to finish it every time, except for the last time, of course, because time ran out. So I watched like an hour of it the first night, and then I watched like 20 minutes of it the second time, and I was like, this movie is just so boring. Like, I almost like couldn't finish it. I just, it was just really hard to sit through. I felt that. I watched it in two different sittings, and I had to, like, force myself through it. Yeah, I mean, the beginning is fine. Ending is not good. We'll talk about that later. But, like, the whole, like, middle, like, section, like, the actual building up to the conflict and, like, the climax is just really boring. Like, there's way too much going on. There's, like, no storytelling happening at all. It's just everyone basically sitting around and being like, oh, how do we get Layla and Tanner back? And then Layla and Tanner will go, like, sing a song. And then that's basically all that happens during the middle of it. Just them trying to figure out how they can get Layla and Tanner back and fighting with each other. And then Layla and Tanner being like, oh, we want to stay. It's it's like, that's all the middle is. Nothing happens. Should we go? Should we stay? That's literally the whole middle plot. Should we go? Should we stay? That's, like, to me, that's, like, sums up. And there's no, like, major events that occur. It's just them basically, like, debating what they should do. (laughs) Oh, I I totally agree. And, like, the thing that really, really got me about this movie is in the first movie, the songs are so well done and they don't seem forced. In this movie, they're so forced. Yeah, I, I... Still enjoy the songs. I thought the quality of the songs were good. Oh, yeah, the they songs are good. good. They're not as, as great. The first one. They weren't as good as the first one. Um, the choreography was still great. Yeah, um, always great. Amazing. But it was like, it just, the, the plot ruins it. <laughs> mm-hmm. With, like, the serious plot, I felt like there was no room for, um these songs and like they're just really forced if that makes sense like it's like how the writers are probably like oh we have this song how can we fit it in and like the plots all over the place just for that i think is just so they could include the songs yeah i don't know i don't know i just (laughs) it's not good guys it's not the best thing i've ever seen for sure Um, and next we have John DeLuca, who plays Butchie, who, there's not much to say because he's only in probably a total of, like, five seconds of this entire film. Yeah, Butchie is barely in this movie. For the parts that he's, he's actually, though, still one of the side characters who gets the most screen time, um, despite, uh, (laughs) being in it for, like, a minute, um, but he, um... I don't know. He's just butchy. <laughs> there isn't really much to say about him because he doesn't do anything. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, the thing that really got, uh, like I said, I've already said this, but, like, the people in, like, Wet Side Story are in it for so little. Like, the only people that matter are Layla and Tanner. Yeah. It's just, I was really kind of, like, upset about it. I don't know why I liked this so much. I'm just, I'm, du- I'm just sad. I feel like they could have done so much better. I've said that so many times, but yeah. <laughs> Butchie is still so, he's so dumb funny that I still, like, I, I just enjoy it. 
And I still love the way Butchie talks. He's He speaks in a very entertaining way. Oh, yeah. I just... For being on screen for, like, probably a total of two minutes, he is just, um, he still made me laugh. I think he, I don't know what the specific line was, but he just, he just made me laugh. And, like, there wasn't a lot of laughable moments, like we said. It was just very serious, and there's, like, so much going on. It's, like, most of it's depressing. Just, I don't know. I I did like Butchie and Chi-Chi, of course, um, played by Chrissy Fit. She still um, was funny. She still, still, I can't unsee her being Cardi B because, like, Sarah had to point that out last time. (laughs) I just can't unsee it. Chi-Chi really, for me, shines in this movie. I know she's the side character who gets the most um, screen time. She even Which is gets still sing- probably only five minutes. She's, she's, she gets to sing her own song. Um, yes, and we got to hear I, her sing. She's an amazing singer. I love her. I still love her. I love her personality. She's got like this like mix between like tough and sweet, and I think that she's a really good character. I'm happy that they at least did not ruin Chi Chi. Yeah, because they ruined everyone else. So I'm really glad that Chi Chi actually sang her song because um, Chrissy Fit is so talented. She's in the Pitch Perfect movies. She has a lot of better solos there, and I really just like that they actually gave her like half a storyline it's not even or maybe like a quarter of a storyline so i do like that storyline for chi chi but other than like we said the beacher the beach wet side story people are in it for so little time it's like they're just irrelevant like they could have just not been there but like if chi chi and butchie weren't there it wouldn't make sense if that like says anything yeah um, next we have Piper Curta, who plays Alyssa, and I've said this so many times in the podcast, when I was younger, I used to have, like, a really huge celebrity crush on Piper Curta, and so when I found out that she was going to be in this movie, my friend Lucy told me, and I was so excited, I was so, so pumped, because I just love Piper Curta, and then, like, she was in this, she was another character that was, like, in this for, she was in it more than the Beach characters, but her storyline, which kind of irritated me because like they added they already had so many different storylines going sarah that they threw in like a side character storyline between Alyssa and zach who is played by that one guy from 13 reasons why i don't even know if that's his name zach Um, i think it's spencer spencer sorry his name is zach and 13 reasons why that's why i said that i'm so (laughs) um but um he just that guy, I don't know what his name is. I don't know what his real life name is, but he has literally been in so many different Disney Channel projects here and there. Like he was in Casey Undercover. He was in Riverdale for a hot second. Um, he's just been in a lot of projects. So like, props to him. Um, for that. But he was like, I totally forgot he was in this movie because like he was in it for a total of like two seconds. But the thing about Alyssa is that she, like, can I feel like she contributes to um, Mac's, like, whole storyline of just being, like, kind of annoying. <laughs> I actually liked the character of Alyssa. I oh, I do, that. too. I just feel like she just... Sh- the reason I feel like Mac is a completely different person around Alyssa than, like, Brady or, or Layla. Yeah, I feel like um, it's kind of... This is kind of weird, but 
It's weird how Mac and Brady's friends are basically the same person as them. Like, yeah, in real there's... life, that wouldn't really happen. Like, you'd have friends that have like different personality traits. I feel like, like opposites Alyssa, attract people. I feel like Alyssa and Devin were the same person as Mac and Brady, which was weird. Yeah, I mean. I see what the writers, like, usually do that because you want to, like, have, like, some way for, like, the characters to get along, but, like, they don't need to be the same. Yeah. Um, which I guess brings us into Devin, who is played by Raymond Cham Jr., and also probably gets a total of, like, three seconds of screen time. Um, he is a little he's like actually he's dumb but he's smart because at some point in the movie i know he um it's revealed that he learned he knows how to speak icelandic i believe is how that is the name of their language in iceland and that means that he's smart because learning a, a different language guys is like not easy especially icelandic i i looked up some icelandic. of the words <laughs> icelandic sorry um, but, like, it's funny because, like, they make him sound so dumb, but then they can make him so smart at the same time. Yeah, he's interesting. Um, one of the, uh, well, this is, like, a weird criticism, but during the lab scene where he's, like, mixing chemicals together, if you did that in an actual, like, high school lab, you would get kicked out so quickly. That breaks so many, like, lab codes. <laughs> I know, like... I just don't like how dumb, like, they made some of the characters. Because, like, you don't have to be dumb to be funny. And that's, like, one thing that you see in, like, a lot of Disney Channel shows and a lot of other things. Is you see, like, them try to, like, make fun of dumb people, if that makes sense. And they use that as, like, a laugh, which is not actually really funny. Like, Karen from Mean Girls is an example. Um, Emma from Jesse is another example. Do you, yeah. I just feel like they use that as, like, um, comedy, but it's, like, not comedy. Yeah, I feel like um, if they're using the, the same formula a lot, and sometimes it's, it's um, funny, but sometimes it's kind of just, like, annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do kind of like that... Alyssa and Devin are, like, totally different people because, like, Alyssa's really smart and then Devin's super different. And, like, low-key, I could definitely see them getting... I thought initially when I first watched it that they were going to get together. Because, that like... That would have been actually good because, you know, they keep... They keep doing this thing where it's, like, people with the same personality hang out together, but that's not true. Yeah, I agree. Just, I felt like that would have been better because, like, this whole movie, Alyssa has, like, her own subplot of chasing Spencer, I think his, Sarah said his name is, and they, like, never, nothing ever comes out of it, which is not a good storyline because if you're going to start a storyline, please finish it, people. Does that, like, make sense? I think at the end, Alyssa and Spencer are together. But it's kind of, like, weird. It doesn't need it's to It's lost be there. in all the other events. It does I not think. need to be there because it's very irrelevant. Like, they did not need to get together. Yeah, it's just, like, I feel like if they did get together, I didn't notice because they it was just, like, lost in all the other stuff that was going on. Yeah. By the end, they are together. Um, but you don't see them, like, interacting. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That's just, like, not good. Um, and then we have Jordan Fisher, who plays Seacat, which, like, pretty much he's not in this at all, which he's is really sad because Jordan Fisher is a really good character. Well, or, like, not Jordan Fisher, Seacat. He sings a little bit of falling for you with Chi Chi, but that's it. That's all he was. And also, I think he has a so like in one scene. I have a note about it because I really like that song. It's called like "Ring Ring Ring a Bell" or like "Ring a Bell" song. It plays in the scene when Tanner's walking down the hallway in the school, and that song is super good. And I know that Jordan Fisher actually wrote that, so I'm glad that they kind of gave him like at least a background opportunity. Um to make up for, like, him not being in it at all. Yeah. Um, same here with Rascal, who's played by Kent Boyd. You don't really see much of him. You see him, I I believe he disappears into thin air at some point in the storyline. I literally can't remember Rascal being in this. At all. I know, because, like, they're not in it, and that's, like, really irritating, because, like, the beat, the whole beach West Side Story thing is, like, such a great plot, and, like, they just, like, were like, nope. So, kind of yeah. shame on those writers. Um, but then, lastly, we have Molly Gray, who plays Giggles. And the only thing I have to say about her is I have it in the notes at some point. But there's, like, starting a crisis when everyone's starting to disappear. And Giggles is still shaking. And I wrote, Giggles shaking in times of crisis is iconic. Yeah, I like... <laughs> Giggles is not in this either. She's just... She is in this movie for a total of about... 10 seconds <laughs> and tbh um i did i liked that when she was in it she was doing her signature like thing when she like moves her like skirt or costume or whatever i don't still don't know what to call it yeah me neither um her swimsuit of sorts um <laughs> and i don't know i just really like that um i love um fun fact i don't know I saw someone posted it on their Instagram. It was a TikTok, and the people who played Rascals, Giggle, and Tanner got together, and they, like, recorded themselves doing one of the dances on a beach. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen that. I have to go find that. I know. I was I was kind of shook, but it was at least it was a song from the first movie, so we, we know they have their priorities straight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess now's the time when we get into the plot and just, like, bash every single second of it, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's begin. So, Sarah, I don't have your comments, um, on the doc, so, like, whenever you have something, just chime in, okay? Okay. Okay, so, like, the first thing that we started off with is this movie... I already, the first comment I noticed right away is you have a different narrative than the first movie. The first movie, like we said, is so upbeat and so, like, exciting and it's corny in a good way. Because, like, you kind of want to have a little corny to, like, make it fun. This movie literally has none of that. And it's very serious. So I already noticed right away that you have, like, a different narrative right away. I... You can just, like, pick that up from the first scene. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that the date was really cute. I liked the little Oh, I really liked that as for them as a couple. Yeah. Um I would say I honestly started picking up on the different narratives like after that day part. Like as soon as they introduced the school um kind of plot point there, um that's when it starts to kind of become 
very like emotional like stressful even to watch i don't know yeah because when you watch like all disney channel original movies like they're all about like people and like tv shows they're mostly all about people in school and like i think the one thing i really liked about teen beach movie is that it wasn't in a school like it had nothing to do with school and so like when they went that way for the second movie i was like not really with it um because i feel like those movies just like it's super repetitive yeah because they just use a lot of like tropes um Mm -hmm. and they're overused tropes yeah it's like always like the same thing it's like sports or like they're in sports or they're standing at their locker in the hallway or just like never doing anything like interesting and it's not even what high school is like at all when they oh no it's not (laughs) um so it's out it's like way different than how this movie portrays it for some reason everyone is always just standing around (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, the one thing about, I mean, the thing that makes this movie just a little bit different is this school is literally on the beach. So, that's pretty cool. For some reason, the school is also, like, really a rich school, though, too. They have, like, all this lab equipment. The dance at the end is, like, they have, like, a live band at this dance. It's, like, insane. I know. I mean... Good for them. It kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, it's called The Fosters. It also stars Maya Mitchell. And to me, that's what the school looks like. I think it might have been, like, the same school. I don't know. It just, it reminds me a lot of that because they're both, like, on the beach. But, like, to me, it just was, like, very, it's a very amazing school. I'll give them that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and then, so, and then after, the one thing that really confused me is, so, in this so they're watching, they're on the state, and they're watching Wet Side Story. And all of a sudden, the cast of that movie, the bikers and the surfers, break out into, like, song. Into a song that we've never actually heard before in the first movie. Yes, I noticed that, too. Um, I was confused because I was like, how come the rest of the movie is the same? <laughs> But they have a different song now in this movie. I was like, maybe <sighs> they decided that they... It didn't make sense because it wasn't the thing like. I'm sorry. They've been like stuck <laughs> um, in the same movie. I'm pretty sure that was like the whole plot of the first one is that when Mac and Brady came, they were like messing off the story because everything just repeats itself day after day. But, and then all of a sudden you come in with a, a totally new song, which I felt was like really not a good way to do that. I'm sorry, Matthew. My mom like walked in the room and started talking to me. So. <laughs> oh, I, oh, that's oh, that's okay yeah anyway <laughs> um i don't know i just felt like it was it made no sense yeah it didn't make sense because it was like why is um like wasn't the whole deal like if the movie changes then they never met i don't get it yeah so like they've already re they've already changed the movie so i feel that the one like the it's not a bad song though i do like the song best summer ever that Summer River is a good song. I think it's catchy. I, I think, think it might be one good. of the best songs from this movie. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as good as the Teen Beach 1 opening song. Oh, no. Not I at all. I like, the little callback that they do for Cruising for a Bruising in this song. Um, I gave it, like, an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. 
And I mean, the one thing, I don't know if it's at the end of this song, I believe, specifically, but they, like, do, like, goodbye in a ton of different languages, which I really liked. Oh, in Was one? it this song, or was that, or was that the ending song? I think that was the ending song. I don't, re- I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either, but I do know that I did recognize the French pronunciation, which is avoir. Um, so... That was cool. I did like, um, kind of like a callback, because, like, in the first movie, they, like, introduce themselves, like, every time. Um, they, like, go, I'm Brady, I'm Mac, or, like, that cheesy thing that you, that you always used to do in, like, older shows. I did like that, um, but they do it with, like, goodbye, so I really liked that. So maybe, like, this is, like, the finale of the movie, but they never made it to the finale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that might... That's true, maybe it Because was. Surf's Up is not actually in the movie world, is it? I don't think they're in part of that song. They're... It's oh. just Mac and Brady and a bunch of people, so, like... Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, that this was... This is at the end of what type story. Okay, so at least we're kind of, like, have a conspiracy theory, Disney. We do need to have this confirmed, though, so... Gotta let us know. <laughs> um... So, like, I already said that Mac and Brady's chemistry just seems off in my comments, and I I spelled two wrong in my notes, which is really embarrassing, because I hate when people do that. Make sure you use two O's when you um say stuff. I just, like, don't like the feeling of them in this movie. Like, the day was so cute, but then, like, after that, it just all fell to pieces. I'm also really confused how they've, they said that, like, they've only been dating during the summer. So... Are you telling me that they were, like, in Teen Beach 1, they're all, like, oh, she Mac is, like, moving, and Brady, like, can't handle this. He's, like, oh, my gosh, like, like, and Mac's, like, oh, I, I, I need to, I want to stay here because I want to be with you. But it's, like, weird because um, they've only been dating for the summer, like, for two I do agree. Months. It makes no <laughs> sense. Like, there's a lot of consistency issues, I think, here. Because for the, the first one, that would mean that they'd only been dating for, like, a month in the first one. So I'm confused about how they're all, like, already proclaiming their devotion for each other, you know? Toxic couple. That's Toxic. all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, like, the whole thing that really kind of, like, sparks the beginning of this plot... Um, is that Mac loses the necklace that Layla gave her, which is, like, like, okay. To me, that was, like, not a good way to start it. It was so anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. Also, um, Mac wasn't, she wasn't even really that upset about it. Yeah, she was just like, oh, I lost it. Like, boo-hoo. Like, she, she, like, had a little bit of passion for it, and then Brady's like, it's not that important. <laughs> like, it was... Yeah, it's from his favorite movie. Like to me, that makes no sense. It's from his favorite movie. It's literally like free memorabilia, and he just was like, "Nope, it's not that important." Do you see what I mean? It's just like, yeah, I would have been way more upset because it's literally from like an alternate like dimension. (laughs) It's just so like I feel like that was not a good way to start this plot, but like it does introduce like the storyline a little bit, but. I don't know, it's just, the whole thing just, like, seems off, like, it just, to me, like, I've said that so many times, but, like, that's, like, the whole thing here, is, like, it just seems off. Yeah, it does. Um, then, so now my, oh, oh, you have your comment, sorry. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to just bring up, I think the next thing that they do is go to school, right? Yes, that is true. Okay, I don't know how Brady and his friend were able to come to school without books. Um, yes. <laughs> how is that even possible? How do you come to school without, like, your books? <laughs> uh, that goes into the comment, you don't seem to have a bag at all, and I'm pretty sure Alyssa says that. They also, like, make fun of them for wearing flip-flops, but, like, it's a public school, I'm assuming, and they live on the beach. It's basically on the beach, and, like, you see sand, like, all over the place by the school, so maybe, like, flip-flops are just the thing. I don't know. To me, I just thought that was, like, a weird comment to make. Yeah. And I don't know. And then Piper Kurt, of course, that was in that scene. I, I wrote that in all caps because, like, why else? Um... But then the thing that really starts getting to me is this is when they really start establishing that tension between Mac and Brady when um, he wants to like maybe like go surfing something with her. And she's like, no, I have the college fair tonight. I have this, this, this and that, et cetera, X, Y, Z. And then he like makes a comment that goes, how's Easter looking for you? And I was just like, very salty. He's very salty. He like jumps to conclusions i think brady was kind of annoying me in this because i'm kind of like mac where i have a lot of stuff going on after school so Mm -hmm. like if i had a boyfriend and he was like mad at me for having stuff to do i'd be like pretty mad about that yeah it's just i didn't like the tension i've said that like a thousand times but like to me they just like they lost their whole connection the second they like brought school into the picture yeah and then my next comment was Zach from 13 Reasons Why, um, a.k.a. he's playing Spencer. And I really liked that they brought him in, but, like, there was nothing there for him to do. Like, it was just, oh, let's hire another was, actor. I think he was there to make Brady jealous because that's one of the big things that causes conflict is Brady feels really jealous because Spencer is like hanging out with mac and spencer and mac get along way better in this movie than brady and mac yes they kind i kind of could see it though spencer and mac would honestly be a better couple at this point because they actually like have conversations with each other instead of just being like brady being like oh i'm so mad at you and then mac being like i'm mad at you too and that's the that's how they talk (laughs) And I mean, the thing is, is about this whole college fair plot, they really don't have much going on, like, between, like, this whole senior year thing and, like, the fact that Brady didn't show up to that, like, establishes him as, like, such a dumbo. I hate, 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 how, like, I don't know, Brady just doesn't seem to... He, he just doesn't really seem to take anything seriously at all. Like, I hate how their relationship basically broke apart in, like, two days. Like, they were going really steady over the summer, and then all of a sudden, like, two days into the school year, they, like, want to break up with each other. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, like, I didn't like how they portrayed it. Like, I I mean, I'm sure that happens with real couples. Like, I know, like, you'll be doing really good one day, and then I'm sure the next it won't be as good. But, like, I just felt it was just very rushed, and it, like, just made the whole movie, like, not good for me. It's just, like, I I lost interest. 
to have that connection and to literally like get stuck in a movie together and then to have your relationship break apart in two days is kind of just weird yeah and then like so we know this college fair is happening um and then they establish that um of course brady because he is dumb is gonna miss it he just decides to like not pay attention and he like goes through all this clothes to look halfway decent and all that stuff and like the one thing that i noticed is he starts singing a song which is like uh, kind of weird this is the that worst. song is like not a bad song but like where did he get that microphone from like he's never sung besides any of the corny beach like numbers in teen- in the wet side story realm i don't really like this song i gave it like a five out of ten it's very generic like a very generic disney pop song yeah it's not i just don't know where like where did this ability come from yeah and i don't know i think the song could have been better too i uh i don't know it just establishes like something that they like never really touch on you don't really hear him sing like a solo song like that for the yeah, rest and of all it of a sudden, he's just like playing like he's playing like an electric guitar isn't he yeah it's just like it makes it looks like a corny music video yeah but like it's real life which makes no sense like where that is an amazing microphone like that is i'm i have a microphone right now that i use for the podcast and i'm getting a new one soon um so i think next episode that i record i'll actually have it but the thing is is it's just like that's an amazing microphone and he keeps it like outside in a treehouse yeah. <laughs> like, the treehouse is, like, so irrelevant to me. I don't know. So, of course, now we need to establish some conflict. So now, of course, Tanner and Layla are just going to come out of nowhere. I have something to say about Tanner and Layla and What's Head Story. Okay. So, during the – where they're going to go do the fight scene – in Wet Side mm-hmm. Story, um, they say, like, girls aren't supposed to go, but I was confused, because at the end of Team Beach 1, all the girls go fight, and so I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like, one of the many consistency errors that there are in this movie. Yeah, that's, like, a plot hole. Like, in the first movie, all the girls were fighting the bad guys at the end, so why can't they go? I'm confused. Yeah, I, I agree, just... They really, I don't know, I really want to know, like, maybe I can, like, look up, but, like, I want to know if there was a different person in charge of this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking it up right now, because I'm just, like, dying to know, because, so, Team Beach 2 was written by Bill, Eddie, and Matt Eddie. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming brothers, um, now I'm going to look up the Teen Beach movie writers, which are two different people, um, is Vince Marcello and Mark Landry. So they do have a different writing team on this movie and, and really you can definitely shows. tell you, it, it shows, it it's shows hard. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. Like, you can definitely tell right away the narrative. Like, right away, you know, it's, it just has such a different feel. And I do like the comedic, like, relief of Layla and Tanner in, like, the real world. Especially when they start talking to, like, Siri. And they're like, the little box just spoke to us. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's just, like, some of the plot, like, they just don't feel like the same people. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then I believe they go into a song called, um, I don't know what it's called exactly, but they're, like, so grateful that they're here in the future. Do you know what the song is called? Um, let me look. I have it written down somewhere. Um. It's called... Hold on. Ah. Right where I want to be. Yeah, that song is, like, not bad. It's, like, corny, but, like, they're all corny. Um, but it's not, like, amazing. Like, I wasn't, like, astonished. I gave it, like, a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, maybe, like, a 6 for me. It's, like, I don't know. I do like the the songs in this movie, but not as much as the first. And this song leads into even more tension with Mac and Brady, even though, like, they're not even singing in this because... Mac and Brady have, like, kind of decided to, like, maybe, like, take a little bit of a break, maybe. I don't know. It kind of feels that way. Like, they kind of, like, broke up a little bit. Took some time away from each other. But then, like, the next day, Mac is on the beach cleaning because, like, she has so much to do. So, she'll clean the beach. Good for her, though. Um, And then they, like, run into um, Layla and Tanner. And then that creates, like, so much tension between them even more. Like, more tension than was already made. If that makes sense. And to me, like, this whole thing is, of course, in the first movie, Tanner takes um, Brady under his wing and um, Layla takes Mac under her wing, kind of like in that world. So in this world, um, they actually kind of do the opposite because Brady takes Tanner and then Mac takes Layla. And I don't mind that. I do think it, like, created some kind of consistency, but it's definitely still, I feel like, wasn't done well enough because now they don't like that they're here because they need to be back in the 1960s beach movie. Yeah, they're kind of like, it's not really Tanner, but more of Mac. She's like slightly aggressive to Layla sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you can't be like this. You can't be here. You can't wear this. Like, it just further establishes like her bossiness. Yeah. And then, of course, because all of a sudden Brady has a fire, or not, or has a treehouse, um, he takes Tanner to the treehouse to, like, kind of, like, find his style or something, because apparently Brady has, like, a whole closet up in the treehouse. Um, and, like, then they all, like, start to, like, find their style. Like, Layla finds her kind of, like, style. Like, the thing that really got me is so, like, do Mac and Brady have matching outfits that they just, like, suddenly gave to Layla and Tanner? Because you notice the outfits that Layla and Tanner wear actually match. Oh, I didn't even notice that. They're, like, both blue and yellow stripes. So, like, do Mac and Brady have, like, matching outfits that they got for each other? And then, like, they kind of, like, separated and then just, like, gave it to Layla and Tanner? That's interesting. Because that's what it <laughs> appears to be. Um... I don't know, I just, 
think that that kind of whole scene where they're like fixing each other up does it does correlate to the first movie because remember they had that like me um song which i'm glad that they kind of like made a drawback to that but the next thing i that i have is that in that scene to get down out of the fire or the treehouse there's like a fire pole i believe so um tanner rides down the fire pole and he just like hangs there he like doesn't actually ride down he like just hangs there and like slowly lets go which is a mood because when I was a child, I was so afraid to go down the fire pole on the playground because I was thought I was going to, like, die. The thing about a fire pole is that a fire pole, like, if you go down the wrong way, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> like, hurt your Oh, leg. yeah. Definitely. Oh, scary. I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. And then, like, then they cut to this scene from Wet Side Story, which I don't really have a problem with because I feel like they did need to, like, represent that, like, world because they kind of, like, just totally dropped it. Um, they, like, do a, some line or whatever, and, like, they're in, like, struggles of crisis, because they have no idea what to do without the lead characters here, like, what are they gonna do? Um, so... Oh, sorry, you can go ahead. Oh, no, you can go. Okay. I think this is when they do the Fallen for ya, like, reprise slash remake. Remix. (laughs) And um, I actually really love this version of Fallen for You. I gave it like a I 9 do out too. of 10. Like a 9 it's out like of 10. It's, it's good, good, surprisingly. Actually. Because, like, in the first movie, like, they take a really slow kind of, like, thing. And I really like in this movie that they kind of, like, speed it up. Because, like, I don't know, I just really liked it a lot more. I still prefer the original. but Oh, yeah, me too. Is, this version is good. It's... I can like it more than, like, some of the... I, I feel like in this movie, at some point, they do, like, a meant-to-be-reprise that I don't really like. I was just confused like, by the placement of that in this movie, but we'll get to that. Yes. Um. So, now, this leads us to... So, they've realized that they need to, like, figure out a way to continue this movie in a form. So, I believe... Um, Butchie starts taking the place of Tanner, which is, like, really weird. That still throws off the plot. And then, like, Chi-Chi takes the place of Layla, and, like, she starts singing, which leads into that song, like we said. But then they, like, all of a sudden just, like, cut, and because they realize people are, like, starting to disappear, which is so weird. Um, I thought that was a really weird, like, added touch to this storyline, if that makes sense. How did you feel about that? Well, I think it made sense because... Brady and Mac were going to disappear or something like that when they were in their thing. But I feel like there was a lot going on. I feel like it could have, they didn't need to put that in. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was just very, it felt very odd and it felt very rushed. And like, it was just like background people that like started disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they just like cut out of that world and back into the real world where. Brady has dressed um, Tanner, and Tanner's walking down the hallway with a smile, smiling at everyone, because I love Tanner's smile. He's just, like, always just so happy, and he's, like, pointing fingers, like, doing that cool jock walk down the hallway, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, And they play that Jordan Fisher song, which is actually really good. I really wish they included that. Um, I think that actually is on the album. I just wish that they, like, did more with it. It's, like, in there for, like, 20 seconds, but I could automatically tell it was Jordan Fisher. Yeah, because like I, I love Jordan Fisher. 
I don't really remember this song. I remember the scene, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll have it's to like just it. background music. Like, it's just, yeah. it's not really there, if that makes yeah. sense. Ugh. Um, Then, of course, um, Brady has to introduce Devin to Tanner, and they ta- start talking about Iceland, which is when we get into where they start um, talking Icelandic. Um, I do think that that was a funny touch. Um, I guess, I mean, not making fun of anyone from Iceland. I don't really think I have anyone listening from Iceland, but if you are listening, hey. Um, but it was just, like, super funny. It was, like, really random. Um, but then, like, it got me thinking, why do Layla and Tanner love the future so much? It sucks. Yeah. Our our timeline sucks. It's different, it's different because they're like living in this like monotone kind of world. They do like the same thing over and over again, you know? Which yeah. Through the movie. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of I, fun to see all this new stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree. I do agree with that. I just think it was just kind of funny. And then, like, this is another song that just felt really weird. So, Layla and Tanner, of course, because they're now apparently students at this school, um, are trying to, like, fit in at lunch. And they don't really know where to sit. Oh, and I have a w- comment about that. Okay, yes. Please make it. I'm super confused why when Tanner's walking down the hall, he has all these, like, girls, like, hanging off of him. And everyone's like, oh, he's so cool. But for some reason, in the lunch uh, area everyone hates them i don't get that it's it's just like like there's so many inconsistencies yeah there's a lot of inconsistencies in this movie like if you don't notice them it's okay but once you notice them you're like that doesn't make any sense Mm-hmm. because like this whole scene is basically they realize that nobody like at the school like seems to like each other and like there's just like a tension which there's so much tension in this movie to begin with and i think one of my favorite lines in this entire movie is really it's a dumb line but he looks at like someone like describes a chicken nugget to him and he goes nuggets made of chicken or layla says that one of them do and i thought that was just like super funny nuggets made of chicken um (laughs) <laughs> I just feel like that added some, like, comic relief. And I really like this next song that they bring, which is the song, I think it's, like, Turn That Frown Upside Down, or Upside Down, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I gave that, like, a 7 out of 10. I think it's very, it's one of the more memorable songs from this movie, and it's catchy. It's, I'm still uh, thinking, I don't know, it's just, like, a really catchy song. It's still in my yeah. head right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can, I definitely have that um, in my head often, but the thing about this song, like, it, I feel like it's really repetitive. They, like, say up, 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 upside down. Like, there's, like, eight ups. I know. It was, like, kind of repetitive, but it was honest, still good. I don't really mind that part. I don't know. I just think it's a good song. Yeah, it's not bad. I really do like this song. But then there's one lady that is in this movie. She's a background dancer. And she has this bright red hair. And you see her in the yes! Wet Side Story world. And all of a sudden you see her in the real world. And then I realized, then I looked at some of the other background people. They're the same in both worlds. Matthew, I had that exact same experience. When I was watching um, the, the first scene with the Wet Side Story characters, she, I noticed this girl, she's got like short red hair. Yeah, it's like, bright wow. red hair. It's like so noticeable. 
And all of a sudden, during this scene, I noticed her again as a cheerleader. And then she's also in the end scene. I noticed her again in the final scene, dancing at the dance. And I was like, you guys couldn't even get different background dancers. <laughs> I was just so shook because she like has a line that you can tell. I clearly think she was lip syncing and someone else said it. She goes, it's pretty cool how you wail on the bass. <laughs> um <laughs> that's such a horrible impression of her i hope she's not listening i don't think she is but i do i thought that was hilarious when i realized that they were the same in both like worlds and like they re- came back so many different times like disney i know you're a multi-million dollar company can you please you can at least dancers. get different background dancers or get them a wig like yeah the wigs wouldn't have been that bad like i don't know what their whole obsession was because i noticed that too i feel like they thought we wouldn't notice that but i noticed that and i was like i'm not gonna say anything because that's nitpicky but the fact that you saw it too (laughs) it was just so it was kind of embarrassing almost (laughs) um and then this next line is tanner or not yeah tanner he is totally mood in this scene um brady starts describing college to tanner and he goes where's college yeah, he says, and then, like, he says um, what's a where's the college or something like that. And it's really cute. <laughs> and then um, Brady goes far away. So you can clearly tell that he's like starting to realize that next year, if they survive their relationship wise, him and Mac will not be together. I feel like that was like kind of where it started to hit. Yeah. Um, And then somehow, I'm not really sure, they realize that they are starting to disappear without water, which makes really no sense if that, because they're both, because Layla's a biker. So why does she need water? She's not a surfer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And then they, like, they put, he pushes Tanner into like the beach shower and then he like starts freaking out because his hair is ruined, which is totally a mood because I work so hard on my hair every day. And then I feel like by nine o'clock every day, it's just like totally ruined. So that was definitely a mood. <laughs> but then I realized that either way, they lose the magic. So in the first movie, Mac and Brady were ruining the magic. But in this movie, Layla and Tana are ruining this whole quote unquote magic. So I feel like either way, it's like a lose-lose situation. Yeah. And then, of course, because they need to put a song. And this song isn't bad, and I really like how they put I per- actually really like the song. I love this song a lot. Silver Screen. Silver Screen. Yeah, Silver Screen I also gave a 7 out of 10, like, um, Twist Your Frown Upside Down. Um, because, I don't know, I love the scene. I think that the... the it was very um, well done. The choreography is, like, awesome in this scene. The choreography is awesome in every song, pretty much. Yeah, but in this one, it's especially impressive. I know. They just do such a great job with it, I think. Like, the choreography did not disappoint in this movie. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, uh, like one of the only good things I have to say. So, if I don't you, know about you worked on dancing in this movie, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I last time we checked, I feel like Jordan Fisher was a choreographer. I feel like I remember that. Well, it was really good, and Silver Screen is a really catchy song, too. I know. I loved how it was so well done, and they, like, this is basically um, Mac and Brady trying to say, you need to stay in your movie world because, like, it's a great world, which I really liked. 
Yeah. Because, like, it was a good way to include a song. It didn't feel forced like some of the other songs. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was enjoyable. It was, I love how they um, had all the different scenes with all the different backgrounds and costumes. Yeah. And so, I think one thing that I also really liked is that I actually thought this movie, or this song was actually in the first movie. But I, because I actually think that this and Can't Stop Singing go along very well with each other. Like, they kind of have that same, like, middle of the movie vibe. Yeah. They have a similar um, sound, too. Yeah, I really like that. Um, So, whoever wrote the songs, very good job. Very good job. Um, And then my next comment leads into when they kind of, like, realize that, like, this, they, I feel like after that song, I feel like the plot was going nowhere. Like, it hadn't had like any major progressions in like 10 20 minutes so i said this song is just so anticlimactic yeah like, well, the whole not the song was... the whole plot is just after like there's not much going on the whole movie but i feel like after silver screen it just felt especially slow yeah this movie was really like the middle part was really hard to get through and this was, was... like prime middle part <laughs> Yeah. Um. Then all of a sudden, I think at some point they get to that point that they are going to need to say goodbye to Layla and Tanner. And so they like kind of like go off into their own movie world. But the thing that makes no sense to me, like going back, they like left so early in the movie. Like you knew they were going to come back. Like spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They leave like... Yeah. So early, like, you knew they were going to come back. Yeah, they leave with, like, half an hour left in the movie. And also, I, mean, okay, I did not they, remember this. I did not remember that everyone from West Side Story shows up. I didn't even remember that they came. All I remember I know, was because that it was so Tanner. <laughs> anticlimactic. It's just, like, nothing ever comes of anything. So, like... Yeah. That, that I totally even forgot about that. Like, just I didn't even put anything about that in my notes because that that they actually like encourage Layla and Tanner that they're gonna need to go. I guess come back. Come and back. Yeah. It basically Layla and Tanner show up. They sing a couple songs and then they leave, and that's the whole middle part. <laughs> it's it's rough. And so then they like skip, I'm assuming, to the Save the Beach dance. So they skip a couple days. And this also felt like a plot that didn't need to happen because. Wait, no, I think the Save the Beach dance was the same night because don't Layla and Tanner like not go? They like turn back. Yeah. So possibly, like right away, they just like come back. Um, I think during it was the, the same the night dance. because Layla, La- not Layla, um, Mac is like, oh, I better get to the dance after Layla and Tanner leave. Oh, so that makes sense. Um, so the thing about this is that they play a slower song in this, and it's actually Sabrina Carpenter singing. I love Sabrina Carpenter. I'm gonna be. I'm like. If you haven't listened I, to Sabrina Carpenter's new music, you should. <laughs> I actually have. I think I was. I I love Sabrina Carpenter's music. Um, I just like her feel. She's actually. Um, uh, she before this whole shutdown, she was in Mean Girls on Broadway as Katie. So. I didn't even know that. Oh my god. Um, Sarah, I think you're a fake Sabrina Carpenter fan. I think I am. 
<gasps> Come on, Sarah. You can do better. I know. I like her uh, albums, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, like, actually really... I could, like, recognize her voice right away. She has a very, like, voice that you can recognize. And I think you're right, because when I was looking up the soundtrack, I think she was on there. Yeah. And then at some point in this whole dance thing, Tanner and Layla come back, like, with a very grand fog entrance. They have fog behind them. Um, okay. And they... I have it's just so weird. The way... Okay. I think what your note is first, so you can say your note, and then I'm going to say mine. Okay, so, like... Some at some point they like start talking about confidence, and then Tanner goes, "Some he's like, do you even know how to spell confidence?" And he goes like, "K O N fidence." <laughs> it was just funny. I was just like, There's I love also... like the little humor. Oh yeah, yeah, I love um Tanner's okay. Brady's dumb, but he's like annoying dumb. Tanner's like funny dumb and like cute. Yeah, dumb, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. That makes sense. Um. And also, one of my points is that there's this line that Tanner says. He says, some things are worth the risk. And I said that that sounds suspiciously like some people are worth melting for. Like, it's the same line. <laughs> I actually, when you started saying that, I thought you were going to say some people are worth melting for to begin with. No, but like, during the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds exactly like Frozen. It sounds exactly like Frozen. Um, Disney, we need some, we need, you need to do some explaining. You need to address that. <laughs> um, so now this next note kind of like brings a different point is that in this song, it's called Gotta Be Me. And this is when Brady like starts teaching the band like some different chords and some different beats to play their instruments, which I thought was a little weird. Um, but then they just, like, break out in the song. Gotta Be Me is a good song. Like, don't get me wrong. It just feels like it's not Teen Beach Movie. Like, it feels like it could be written for, like, another movie. I will say that. I actually love Gotta Be Me. Like, I gave it, like, a 9.2 out of 10. Oh, yeah. I, I really that, love the song. It just feels very off-brand. Yeah. I. It's a it, real bop. It's a very memorable song, but it doesn't feel like Teen Beach Movie. Yeah, I remember when I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dancing with the Stars, and I remember back in the day, they, like, um, they had them on the show, and they performed to Gotta Be Me on the show, so that was fun. I think I, I think I remember seeing that. I know, I just feel so bad, because I actually really, really liked, um, the song Gotta Be Me. I just felt like it wasn't Teen Beach, it felt more, I don't know what it felt like, maybe, um, maybe, like, High School Musical, yeah, I don't know. It just you're right. It didn't feel It was a, it's a good song though. It's a really good song. Oh, it's a really good song. I like it. I it's stuck in my head right now now that we're talking about it. <laughs> um so then my next point is that there's just too much going on in this movie. Like they have too many different storylines which I've already mentioned because they have like so much stuff that they like didn't cover. So, of course, Layla and Tanner are back and the thing is, is they need to get back. And of course, all of a sudden, Brady was like building a surfboard or something, which like okay, they Matthew. don't talk about at all. Matthew, I have a ton of points back. Okay, say. please so, let it all out, Sarah. Okay, Mac and Brady literally make up via this dance number, which I hate. <laughs> I do too. It's like 
it's off brand. I hate using that like conversation, but it's just like it's they've been fighting for like a week and then they sing a song together and all of a sudden they made up. I just don't get it. Um, another thing is that the disappearing effects that they use in this are so like cheesy and weird. Oh, okay. So like, I don't have a problem with like the actual like effect that they use. I don't like the sound effect that they use. Yeah, it's like an oven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kept thinking of. It and reminds me like... of an easy bake oven. Yeah, my sister used to have one of those, and that's, like, what it reminded me of. Or it also reminds me, I think, maybe in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like, they have that, like, tools thing. And that's what it sounds like. Okay, the other thing is that, okay, Brady's bored. He's trying to build this board that has a motor. And it's not even seen in the first scene that he's in this treehouse. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. But my issue with this board is it's not really surfing because it's just a board with a motor on it. Like, that's like saying, like, a boat is surfing. Like, just because you put a motor on something doesn't make it surfing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I definitely get what you mean. Because it's really just, like, driving over the water. Like, it's basically, like, making a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's it just felt so very good. out of place. Um, okay. And then I'm kind of, like, at the end here where they finally decide to go back. I think you have some notes on that, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have a problem with this scene that they, like, go back on this magical board that Brady's been apparently building is they, um, like, they can't get it, like, to work. So Brady, like, goes underwater for, like, an an unbelievable amount of time (laughs) to, like, try to fix this. Like, he's, like, not Aquaman, people. Um, (laughs) he just felt very it felt, I mean, like, I get they were trying to, like, raise the tensions, like, for that to be the climax, like, cli- like the most, like, the climax. Does that make sense? I, I kind of hated what happened before this scene more than the actual scene. Because before the scene, they have this, like, callback to men to be, and I actually enjoyed that. But the issue is that... How do they have time for, like, this whole, like, musical number? They, like, take too much time. And then they do these really long goodbyes. But then all of a sudden, as soon as they're out in the water, they get very frantic. And I don't understand it. I don't like... I just don't like how... It just feels so rushed. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, we have to, like, hurry this along. Yeah. So they do that. Well, it feels rushed because before they're on the surfboard... They're, like, taking their time, and all of a sudden, once they get on the surfboard, they're, like, freaking out. It's just weird. It was it was definitely a something different, and I just don't like how, like... And then, of course, like, because it's Disney, and, like, the answer to all of their problems is a bobby pin. <laughs> that actually irritated me. I mean, it, it was quick and easy. Yeah, it was. Um, but then, of course, like, I, I, this is, like, where I really hated it. Like, uh, I think I, like, actually, like, blinked. And then all of a sudden, I, all of a sudden, they, like, they're in this whole alternate universe where Mac and Brady have no idea who they are as a couple. Like, they don't know each other. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hate that they don't remember Team Beach 1. So Team Beach 1 is basically now irrelevant are pointless because they don't even remember it happening. The events of this whole movie are pointless. 
The events of this movie basically cancel out Teen Beach 1, and I hate that so much. That's, I think that really irritates me, and, like, the other thing is, I don't see the ending for, I don't need, I don't see the need for this, like, whole alternate ending, because it just, like, throws off the whole vibe. Yeah, it does. Like, okay, I do want to touch on the, um, Layla Queen of the Beach film. So, basically, when they say goodbye, they're like, you need to make the movie your own, so now, apparently, Wet Side Story, like, doesn't exist, so, like, they have this whole new movie, and it's basically, it's now very, they, um, on Wikipedia, they describe it as feminist undertones, um, which unintentionally erases the history between, um, Brady and Mac, but eventually they fall in love again. They can't fall in love that quick. Did you see, like, in the movie, like, they just fall back in love with each other? I hated that. I'm, I'm happy for Layla. I am too. Like, that's, like, the only person I'm actually happy for in this film. Yeah, that was something that I appreciated, that Layla got her happy ending. But they kind of ruined Mac and Brady's characters, like, a lot. Not a, not, like, it's, like, not a lot. It's, like, a lot, a lot. Like, I just, like, didn't see the need at all. Uh, for the finale song, I love the beginning where Layla's singing. I always liked that. The finale's decent. Yeah, I said it isn't horrible. <laughs> um, it's not the best. It's not it's not bad. It's not great. It's just It's catchy, it's, but it's It seems like almost like the same formula as that smile song and the upside down thing. Yeah. Yeah, now that you They like the repeat of words like kind of thing. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I have nothing else to say about that. Um, really? Oh, wait, you can go. I was just going to say, so basically the plot in this movie isn't very good, but the songs and the choreography are good. And I They're the saving grace of this movie. The resolution to Layla's arc is good. Everyone else, it, they need to do a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) I do, and I, the one thing I am glad is that they did not decide to do a Team Beach 3, because I was really kind of anticipating that they would do one, and I'm glad that they didn't, because I feel like it would just, like, the next movie would probably counteract the events of this, because, like, there's no, I would have liked to see maybe a little bit of the Layla Queen of the Beach film, but other than that, like, I feel like they had nowhere else to go. Like, I would have liked to see a Team Beach 3, to be honest, but I do feel like the the actors maybe their contract ended yeah or maybe just like they didn't know what to do and i'm kind of glad because i feel like they didn't know what to do with this one to begin with and then because they did actually set this up in the first movie because at the end of the first movie you see what is it like the characters from yeah they come into the world which actually comes in at the like the middle of the movie which i don't like when they do that but oops they did it Um, other, over, uh, overall, I give this, like, maybe, like, a 6.5 or, like, a 7. It's actually, that's really low on my ratings for how I usually rate them. I just thought it was so boring. Like, I I told you guys I had to sit through it in three different sittings. I would agree with a 6.5 because it was actually, like, very, very boring. The only good thing is the songs. Yeah, and the, and the dancing. And, And the choreography, of course. Like, whew, hot, that was good stuff. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Sarah? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> All 
All right. Um, and then my final question is, is do you think that if this movie like came out today, do you think it would do as good as it did the first time? Um, okay. So I feel like it's the same thing with the original Teen Beach movie where like, since, um, it doesn't seem too outdated yet. However, um, I could see it becoming outdated really quickly. My my other thing is though that the quality of Disney Channel movies has dropped, and I feel like this would be on par with the quality of a lot of them right now. So I feel like it could. I I agree. I do have to agree with that. I do think I do think it could be better. I think it could be worse. I think that's what we're gonna leave it at. Yeah. So I um Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course. <laughs> um, make sure you guys, if you guys want to stay updated on the podcast, you guys can check me out on my social media sites, um, which is my Instagram at that's Matthew, my Gmail at that's Matthew podcast at gmail.com, my Facebook at facebook.com slash that's Matthew, my Twitter at that's Matthew one. And if you would ever so kindly like to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon, which will be linked in the show notes below. Once again, thank you so much, Sarah. Really appreciate it. I encourage you guys to watch this movie, see how bad it is. Let me know what you think. I got to know. And Sarah, do you have anything else you'd like to add as a goodbye? Um, Stay safe. Um, Enjoy your summer. Yes. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, they, um, this is a very summery movie, so I'm so glad we got to cover it on the anniversary. So five years, that's actually really crazy. Um, but thank you once again. Always thank you guys so much. You guys are so amazing. Um, and maybe we'll see Sarah back again in the future. Bye. Bye.